It's time now for the Access Health Radio question and answer show. Welcome to the Access Health Radio show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing questions that we have received so far in the past three years and the answers to them on Access Health Radio. Always one of my favorite episodes. Looking forward to this, and we also want to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. That's M-A-R-L-E-Y-D-R-U-G.com. And we're talking about questions and answers today, questions from our listeners. If somebody has a question that they would like to submit or maybe find out more information about you or your practice, Dr. Forrest, how can they go about doing that? Well, you know, the way we get to a show like today is getting questions from listeners about things either they've heard on the show or just topics of interest that they have. Uh, So the only way we can find out what those questions are is to have uh, them sent in. And so what we like to do is uh, have our listeners send in general non-emergent questions uh, that are medical questions, obviously not anything that's an emergency. And we'll try to answer those in one of our mailbag shows. And uh, there's several ways you can access that. You can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, but the probably most direct way is you can send an email with your questions directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com, and that's A-C-C-E-S-S-H-E-A-L-T-H-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. And make sure you include your contact information on that. And also, if, if you miss part of the answers to the show or you have some friends or family you want to hear the show uh, and they didn't tune in at 4 p.m., uh, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. And we'll also provide links to that on our landing page at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to ACCHealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com or call 919-363-0190. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today. And as I said, this is one of my uh, favorite episodes. Uh, And we do this every uh, several months or so uh, because uh, you get quite a few questions that come in uh, to your email bag, as it were, uh, Dr. Forrest. And so uh, we we decide to bring that out every uh, once in a while. And uh, over the last three years, you've gotten quite a few questions that we haven't touched on yet. Remember, you can submit your questions at accesshealthradio.com. So first uh, question up today is, I have been trying to get the new shingles vaccine. Can't find it anywhere that has it in stock. Where can I go? And is it important? And how old do I have to be to get it, Dr. Forrest? Oh, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, typically uh, vaccines are not what you would consider a hot commodity. You know, <laughs> people typically aren't clamoring to go get a get a vaccine or get a shot. But, you know, with this new shingles vaccine, uh, there is definitely a lot of demand. Uh, and there, that's for a good reason. The uh, the old vaccine really only worked about half the time. And uh, the new vaccine works 99% of the time in preventing shingles. And so you get this thing once and you may never have to worry about shingles again. Um, In terms of age, uh, that's another thing that's different about it. Uh, The old vaccine was recommended for older adults, and the new one, the Center for Disease Control, uh, has recommended all the way down to folks age 50. And so anybody who's 50 or older uh, should get that uh, new shingles vaccine, and it's called Shingrix. And it is 
really tough to find. Um, we have ordered it at our office and given patients a dose and then not been able to give them their second dose because we were out. <laughs> uh, we've had uh, back orders several months in a row, and it turns out that it's not just medical offices. Uh, the large pharmacy chains have also had this on back order, and I've had patients who've told me they've been on waiting lists for weeks. So one location that I have found that does have it in stock, uh, at least at, at the taping of the show, is called We Care Pharmacy. That's We Care uh, Pharmacy in Apex. Uh, and it's up the street from our office. And uh, we found out from the pharmacist that they were able to get a good supply of that. And so at least for our patients that haven't been able to get it anywhere else, we've been sending them there. Uh, and I think they probably, they don't have a waiting list. They have plenty of supply. So if you've been waiting to get the new shingles vaccine, it definitely is good. It's worth getting. Uh, and that's at least one location for folks that are local to our area uh, where they can maybe find to get it. All right. That's uh, that's great. We care pharmacy. All right. Here's our second question, Dr. Forrest. And this one has to do with Medicare. This listener says that they have heard that they can take free Medicare only when they turn 65 versus having a premium taken out of their Social Security check every month for Part B and D. Is this true? And what would be covered? So yeah, so this is it's a little complicated issue, and let me let me first say I'm not a, uh, a health insurance agent, I'm not a insurance advisor or broker or anything like that. But you know, I've had enough experience with patients on Medicare over the years that I've tried to research the details and find out you know the nitty gritty of of what it means and what the different types mean for patients and things like that. And there's, you know, all these letters can be very, very confusing. There's Medicare Part A, there's Medicare Part B, there's Medicare Part D, which is the drug plan. And then some of the commercial insurance companies have created supplements and packages that are bundled with Medicare that they call things like Medicare Part X or other letter designations. Uh, so the, the truth is the three that are that are real um, and have a governmental basis are Part A, Part B, and Part D. And Part A is the part of Medicare that covers hospitalization and stuff that happens in the hospital. Um, and what many people don't know is, you know, you pay for Medicare your whole life. It comes out of your check and that kind of thing. And when you turn 65, uh, you're eligible and Medicare Part A is totally free. Now, that's very important because a lot of times, you know, somebody will say, well, Medicare is not even free. They take money out of my Social Security check every month for my Medicare. Well, they don't do that for Part A. They actually take that, that fee out. It's actually a premium for a, a government insurance called Medicare Part B. And the Part B isn't meant to cover the really expensive stuff like hospitals. Part B is meant to cover things like specialists and doctor's visits with specialists and stuff in the community. Um, and so that's what it's, it's meant for. It's not meant for the hospital, uh, you know, the really kind of expensive care. But you have to buy this, this sort of Medicare Part B supplement. Uh, and it's, it runs roughly these days, it's around $130 or something a month. Uh, I think it goes up a couple of dollars each year. And some people don't even realize that it's coming out because what happens is they've retired, they start getting their Social Security check, and they just see you know, that, that part of their Social Security check, maybe $130, $40 every month, is coming out, and they just assume it's some fee. Well, it's actually that they're paying for their Part B Medicare. Now, what's interesting about that is uh, if you take that premium and you multiply it times a year, um, it actually comes out to be, you know, uh, 1500 to it's actually closer to $2,000. And if you took $2,000 and just put it in a bank account, 
uh, you'd have a whole lot of money to pay for stuff that didn't happen in the hospital. You know, uh, a few doctor's visits here and things like that. $2,000 actually it goes, goes away. Uh, and if you didn't have those expenses, a lot of people would say, well, I can save that up every year. And after 10 years, you know, I've got $25,000 in the bank to cover some of those Part B medical expenses. So we have known patients that have opted not to take Part B. And then that money doesn't get taken out of their Social Security check every month. And that puts, you know, a couple thousand dollars in their accounts every year that they have. And they can save that money for medical expenses. Um, so Part B is optional. And that's important to know. But there is a downside to waiting, and that is that the, you know, Medicare says, well, hey, you know, if you don't take Medicare Part B for 15 years and then you decide all of a sudden you're going to buy it, we shouldn't give it to you at the exact same price it would have been had you started paying for it, you know, 15 years ago because, you know, maybe there's thirty or $40,000 that you haven't put into the system. So they charge you a little more. So there's, uh, you know, people sometimes call it a penalty, but if you enroll in Medicare Part B later – um, you're going to get charged a slightly higher rate for it than you would have uh, had you ro- enrolled for it initially. So uh, it's a very personal decision. I think it's something good to talk with uh, your physician about, actually, uh, and your family and to see what your expenses look like. And for some people, it may be something they want to opt to, to you know, not take immediately when they go on Medicare. And then Part D is really interesting, too. Part D has only been around a few years, and that's the drug plan for Medicare. And Part D, what it was supposed to do was make medications less expensive for folks on Medicare. And the bad news is it really hasn't lived up to that. And there's a couple of reasons why. And by by the way, Part D is also optional. So uh, that's an extra expense. It's an extra premium you have to pay if you want it. Um, It doesn't come free. And so Part D Medicare, typically what happens is it will cover medications, certain medications, until you hit a certain limit. And uh, at that limit, the patient then is required to start paying for the medication, and and that's been called the donut hole. And so a lot of times we see patients that, you know, six months out of the year, they're in the donut hole. Well, you might initially say, well, that's good. At least, you know, Medicare is paying for six months of medicine. The problem is that's not the whole story. Part of the Medicare D plan made it so that patients couldn't negotiate for lower prices on some of these medications in terms of, you know, normally if you went to the pharmacy and said, hey, I'm paying cash, I need a discount, many times they can give you up to a 90% discount off because you're paying cash. But if you're a Medicare D patient and you get into the donut hole and Medicare has been paying for that medicine for six months, you actually get charged the rate for that medicine that, you know, Medicare has been paying, which might be a lot higher. And so, you know, you might only pay for, you know, three to six months of the medicine, but three to six months of it might cost as much as the medication would have if you didn't have Part D and were able to negotiate a discount. So, you know, a lot of times patients will ask me, to, you know, do I think they should take Part D? And I tell them that's a personal decision, you know, but if they're not spending an outrageous amount on medication, if they're on a lot of generics and their, their out-of-pocket expenses for medications is pretty low, then a lot of times they'll, you know, not get Part D. And I think, honestly, most of the people that, that I know that do that come out ahead of the game in terms of saving money on their medications, especially if they're using a discount pharmacy or mail order pharmacy for their meds, a lot of times they actually get them much cheaper than even if they'd use their insurance for that. Um, So so just to recap, Part A Medicare is totally free, and it uh, basically pays for expensive hospital-type services. Part B is optional, uh, and that typically the premium of that is taken out of your paycheck and Social Security check every month. 
Um, and you can opt not to do that, but if you do that for you know however many years, when you do return to it, you'll have to pay a little higher fee. And then Part D is also optional, and that's what pays for, for drugs. But again, for some patients, Part D is not a good match because it may not be a benefit to them and really lower their drug cost all that much. Sounds like Part D is the opposite of a copay. <laughs> They're paying the uh, the upfront part, uh, and uh, and then you have to pay the rest. Right, right. Yeah, and interesting. It, and ends up, you know, I think for a lot of patients, it ends up with Part D. They end up paying basically half the cost of the medicine per year, and Medicare ends up paying the other half. But the thing is, if they hadn't used insurance, they might could have got it not for half, but for eighty or ninety percent less. Mm. You know, by dis- getting it in a discounted uh, way. Okay. Dr. Forrest, a uh, a question coming up for you about a popular herbal supplement. Do you like it? And what is it good for, if anything? That's uh, (laughs) coming up straight ahead on Access Health Radio. Okay. You're listening to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. His practice is in Apex, North Carolina. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us. We're here at 4 o'clock each Sunday afternoon on WPTF. And we're taking your questions today from our email bag. Our next question is about an herbal supplement, Dr. Forrest. It's called Hawthorne. I've heard of this. And this listener wants to know, what is Hawthorne good for? And do doctors such as yourself recommend it to treat anything? Okay. Um, Well, Hawthorne is an herbal supplement um, and it it is biologically active, meaning it, it does something. Uh, it's been shown in some uh, in some clinical studies to uh, increase coronary blood flow, uh, and in some animal studies, it has been uh, you know shown to slightly change things like cholesterol. Uh, however, uh, that doesn't mean just because it does something that I would necessarily recommend it. And so, I think one of the keys with something like Hawthorne is you know what are the downsides. And with any, you know, normal prescription medication, I think it's very important to, to know about side effects and things like that. But, you know, with Hawthorne, uh, anything it does is not going to be incredibly powerful. And you run the risk of, you know, things like, uh, you know, insomnia, heart palpitations, nosebleeds, headaches, fatigue, dizziness, circulatory problems, agitation, nausea. Uh, it's one of those ones where I could just keep going on and on and on with the list. And it also interacts with a lot of prescribed medications. So if somebody's taking a beta blocker, if somebody's taking a calcium channel blocker, if somebody's taking something for their heart like nitroglycerin or nitrates uh, or digoxin, uh, then there can be a very significant uh, reaction there. So um, it's funny that this is a question. This actually came up with one of my patients recently who just basically told me they were taking it. And it was interesting. They also had some complaints, and I asked them how long the complaints had been going on. And then I asked them how long they'd been taking the Hawthorne, and lo and behold, uh, the <laughs> symptoms they were having were exactly the same time frame as that. So uh, they've now stopped it. But, again, there are a lot of things that are natural that, that do things in the body, but you definitely always want to have a discussion uh, with your physician about whether you should use it or not. Hawthorne is definitely not one of the ones I typically recommend for anything, You know, unlike things like vitamin D and fish oil, which I will recommend to patients. Uh, it's just sort of uh, not one that I would feel safe about people taking. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Okay, this next question, we've had multiple listeners ask about this one, and I hear a lot about this one on TV and radio, and that is about 
cool sculpting. Uh, would cool sculpting be something that you would recommend? Uh, and if not, are there better alternatives? Well, that's a uh, it's a loaded question, uh, and and part of that is because of a recent experience I had, and I'll I'll, I'll tell about that. Um, so you know there are several sort of non-invasive, and what we mean by that are non-surgical techniques to essentially remove excess body fat without surgery, and cool sculpting is one of those. And um, cool sculpting, you know, it's advertised a whole lot on TV. Um, and it's something I've actually done a fair amount of research into because I was interested in, in that type of technology and how it might benefit my patients. And when I looked into it, some of the things that I found out about it were kind of disturbing. Um, you know, essentially what's happening is you sort of cause this suction device uh, to pull up your, your skin into it, and then it, it gets it really, really cold, almost like a frostbite type effect on that tissue. And there have been reports of people having these really irregular skin surfaces where it's very lumpy and bumpy after this procedure. Uh, it also has been tied to a lot of uh, pain, uh, people having uh, nerve damage and pain that last for a long time after, after these procedures. Um, so, no, it's not the cool sculpting is not something I would recommend for one of my family members or for my patients. Uh, there are some good alternatives like the sculpture technology. Sculpture is a laser technology, and it uh, you know it affects the fat cells and makes those go away permanently. Uh, it is a little bit more effective than cool sculpting in terms of the results and doesn't have some of these some of these negatives. Um, one of the other things that I think is really disturbing with cool sculpting is this idea that sometimes in the areas that are treated, uh, you get actually increased fat growth. Um, and it's not common. It doesn't happen most of the time, but it is a side effect. Sometimes people end up with more fat cells than they started with, with the cool sculpting. And that's not something that happens with the sculpture. Um, so my quick story is I had a patient who's actually a listener to the radio show contact me about this uh, and, and wanted to tell me their story about how they had this terrible area uh, after cool sculpting. And, um, you know, I've actually sent them to a plastic surgeon because they're going to have to have revisions to really repair things and get it so it looks right again. So, no, it's not something I would recommend. Like I say, if I was going to go for something like that, I think I'd do the sculpture. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, our trivia of the week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Doc, time for our trivia of the week. It seems that hiccups is a very popular topic, so I thought we would have that be our trivia fact this week. All right. Now, a normal episode of hiccups only lasts a few minutes, but there was a man uh, named Charles Osborne who had hiccups all the way from 1922 to 1960 oh. when he was 96 years old. So if you've ever hated a stubborn oh. case of hiccups, uh, at least yours didn't last that long. I can't imagine. <laughs> yep. All right. That's all the time we have for this week, Doc. Our scripture this week is one of my favorites, and it comes from Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.